0: god standing i'm Teresa. i'm danny you're also recording right yes all right i'll figure it out in post one not no i'm i'm recording i know but i had stopped and then i hit record again oh i'm a mess all Right, <laughs> mess so how's it been um good how's it been with you Uh, it's been okay i found oh i found out this fun fact which is not as fun for you probably since you don't like camping Like, I like camping. (laughs) Well, the State Forests of Pennsylvania, they have campsites all over the place, and they're free. Really? Yeah, you just go online and uh, pick the one that you want. And they're like, fill out this form. And you fill out an online form. And then the Forest Department emails you back with a little camp permit. Oh, that's so cute. Do you need to use my address for it? Nope. Anybody in the country can just come on in. Oh, that's really cool. And free. But there's no like running water or electricity, but I don't need any of that. No. It's, uh, I got my own little tent bathroom.
1: Nice.
0: I have a hot water heater, so it's not like I can't have it. If I wanted it that badly. Cool. Yes. I didn't know you did that. So Actually, we'll that's doing- really nice. Yeah, all along like the uh, Delaware, like the water gap. Um, just on the other side of that, the state forests start up all the way into Pittsburgh.
1: There, there's so many like parks and reserves and like stuff out here. It's crazy. I love it. Give me some of them I, I, Again, I'm constantly amazed that I'm driving 20 minutes outside of where I live and I'm in the forest. I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's nature. All right. Nature's all over you. Yes, it's aggressively. I, I, I will say, and I said it this when I first moved here. When fall hit, it was aggressively beautiful. Like I could not believe. Like it looked like a Hallmark movie.
0: Ooh, I'll tell you this. If you want to do little woodsy circle, we can do that in one of these state uh, forest things. I'd let you sleep in the
1: van, and I'll take the hammock. I can sleep in a tent for one night. <laughs> I can. I've done it before. Oh, I know (laughs) I've done it.
0: (laughs) I was offering you the luxury and I have a whole like camping hammock uh, set up with like a little thing that zips over you and a fly that goes above that to keep you dry and bug free. And a thing that I don't I would struggle to use with Michael because it's not for two.
1: Gotcha. Oh, okay, that makes (laughs) sense. Well, then why can't we both just sleep in the tent in the van? Oh, we can. Yeah. I don't need a luxury condo to myself, it's <laughs> like
0: A luxury 95 Ford.
1: Whatever. It, I saw it. It looks really good.
0: Oh, thank you. So that would be. That might be a little bit fun. I saw um, a couple of ones closer to Philly. They were nearer to Port Jervis, New York for this trip.
1: Um, I know, yeah, like we could drive. I know we can drive an hour out here and there is, and we'll be at Delaware yeah wanted to do so and nobody books these things and this is, and I'm I know it's got I don't think be, people know
0: about them they don't know and also it's not like reserve america where you just go online and you book the site and you pay your fee and whatever and then you get the thing you have to email them and they're like it takes up to 3 days for us to respond and I'm like oh okay that's fine yeah
1: but that, that's pretty reasonable <laughs>
0: it takes them like 30 minutes to respond <laughs> cuz I got that answer and that permit back immediately <laughs> really yeah and they have a calendar so you can see if it's booked or not generally that's so efficient it's super efficient but i feel like because it's fill out the form and send it in and they'll get back to you that that is a slight deterrent you know it's not immediate yeah but i mean
1: not everything is immediate. you know what (laughs) things go ahead Things out here in Pennsylvania, nothing is immediate. Nothing. I'll tell you this: uh, you have to special order a,
0: a boat, uh, a launch permit, if you want to go into any like lakes or anything like that. Even with a non-motorized boat. So, like, we had an inflatable boat that was paddles. Our paddles were garbage, but you have to get a little ten dollars permit. And they mail it to you, and they all, you could also print it out if you want to. So, I did. I got all of that stuff. I paid my ten dollars. I got a little pouch in the front of my thing. Uh, we are garbage at this activity. Because <laughs> we didn't know how to row as a, a team until like last year. So we have shitty oars. We're stuck. And we like, we're like beaching constantly. And this the, the lake police voted up to us. <laughs> this is not gonna make you like the police anymore. <laughs> They're like, oh, we hate to we hate to uh tell you this, guys, but uh you need a permit to be in here. And I go, Oh, I know I've got it. And I hand it to them. And they're like, well, fine then. And just like left us stranded. They were furious that they couldn't give us a $200 ticket because we were New Yorkers and my boat was registered, even though it's an inflatable
1: boat. Do you also think that they might've been like, then why aren't you doing better at this?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but like <laughs> people like beached up on the side of the thing and I'm outside the boat trying to push it back out into the lake. And we were so far away. I was like, we're never getting back. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, would it help if I got out and like kicked and pushed us along? <laughs> because that is better than this whatever <laughs> oaring we're trying to do now. <laughs> and the cops were like struggling a lot. Goodbye.
1: That, this was P.A.?
0: yeah sounds about right. I was like unbelievable. I was like, I can't believe the lake police hassled us and then I had the permits that you're supposed to have and they got mad at us about
1: it. Uh, they're like foiled again.
0: I, I'm sure they get a plenty of out of staters coming in with no permit.
1: That's a big talk for you when you consider what I, I am now living in the Wild Wild West where I have seen there's no way that these gas powered things and i hesitate to even call them vehicles because i I don't know are legal on the street especially in the city like atvs ATVs, dirt bikes today i was driving home from work in rush hour and there was three of those they look like oversized uh big wheels Mm -hmm. with lights flashing and like colors nothing nobody gave a shit they were just driving on the fucking roosevelt boulevard like no big deal nobody michael, wears a helmet like i i don't understand what's going on out here
0: <laughs> michael gets so pissy about that if he sees an atv on the regular side roads here he's like it's illegal i'm like oh
1: my god avi does the same thing avi does the same thing old man if i had an atv i'd be riding it in the streets too but i don't have one they do here you could bring it here Right up and down my street on a Saturday because that's what happens. I watched a YouTuber, uh Dog Cat Man Van.
0: Uh he he and his buddies like put together dirt bikes like out of like spare parts. It was like running on like a rascal engine and like yeah. broken all the time. But they drove from like Indianapolis to like somewhere in Michigan. And it was the funniest because there are just four dudes in their 20s, so like everything's the dumbest. The whole idea, the whole premise was terrible. I'm like, this is the best. Look at these idiots. I love this. (laughs) And they could only do like 30 miles an hour. So I imagine that your your guys can also only do like 30 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, but they can pop wheelies. That's pretty
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: it's again, it's very weird to me that this is like and they will full on drive by cops and it is illegal. Nobody gives, cops get. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Cops got better things to do, I guess. I don't know. I mean, not that I want cops just randomly stopping kids from having fun, but I'm like, where's the line? I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like now I have Philly license plates, so am I safe? Like <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
0: yes. Unless you're a robot or Santa. Right. Yes,
1: yes. Or Santa. Oh all right goodness. let's get into our. whoops sorry. let's get into our god today oh i'm excited we are doing mimir oh
0: hello mimir
1: i don't remember if originally i was supposed to be doing him but here we are
0: no matter <laughs> we only have four left now two maybe or three no um, now we have three left three left after yeah. him
1: yes yeah we're closing in <laughs> So he, he does have a little bit of more background than some of the other ones. Okay. Um, not much, but it's there. Um, he is one of the wisest gods in North mythology. Um, his knowledge is tremendous and it's, it's said that he's even wiser than Odin. Wow. Yeah. I, um, I know. Um, the name Mimir means the remember or memory, which is a clear indication of his vast knowledge. He's the son of the Jotun, oh yeah, Bolborn. Ball Bolborn. Ball ball Bolborn. Nice. All B-O-L with those little weirdo things on top of the O. Oh. Um, which I'm like signaling like our listeners can see that. Um, B-O-L porn. <laughs> <Thanks>. Like Pornhub. <laughs> uh, uh, his father was one of the first Oten. Uh, first giants um, in creation, and he taught his son, Mimar, nine magical songs. Um, he also has a sibling named Bestula, who's married to Boar and is Odin's mother. Oh. Yeah. So this um, is his uncle. This is his uncle. I didn't know that. He is seen as a mentor to Odin as Odin's growing up, um, and he even teaches the nine songs to Odin. Oh. <coughs> He so he had he was one of the few that I found that there was some sort of religious following for him mm-hmm. um, because his origins is uncertain and when they say uncertain they're saying because he's tied to the Asir and the Frost Giants he is he is worshipped as an Asir so he's thought to be you know pure and and good and knowledgeable but at the same time he's also worshipped as a giant who are generally seen as adversaries to the Assir and the veneer. Okay. So he has a dual role, but I did not find anything in there that suggested that, even though he was a you know half giant, that he's done anything malicious. Um, so I'm not sure if it's because they look at the fact that knowledge is not good or evil. You know, knowledge is knowledge, but sometimes it hurts your feelings.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's true.
1: Yeah. Knowledge itself isn't, isn't evil. It's, I guess, what people do with it. Right. But because of this, it also reflects the fluidity of the North Pantheon, where they didn't really have such a hard and fast, like other pantheons that we know of, you know, especially the Greek, they didn't really have a like, um, this is only for something specific. You know, and it was very rigid and this is where they were. So it did show the, the fluidity of their religious practices. Um, there are not there wasn't anything surviving like there weren't altars or anything to him just mentioned in a lot of religious texts. Oh, great. Well,
0: um,
1: and it was more to like seek knowledge um, or in context to like you don't really want to know that type of thing.
0: All these like uh, worshiping areas and things like that, like nothing's really surviving in in the Norse traditions. Would they make these things out of sand? I don't understand. People be finding human bones from 50, 60,000 years ago. Can't even find one candle stuff. Come on.
1: You know, I'm I'm also wondering if just out of ignorance, like not ignorance, like stupidity, but just out of lack of knowledge, if there was probably things inscribed on their every day, especially maybe combs and, and things like that. But this, they just didn't know that those were you know, for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, but I mean, they were also traveling. Like they traveled a lot. Maybe they just didn't bother to set up permanent places. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to think, did they even have fancy houses? Oh, fancy is fancy well yeah i don't know the whole norse the whole norse slash viking um way of life was was weird compared to that time of of humanity i agree you know so i don't know i, I don't know maybe they just maybe they just were like we don't need an altar <laughs> <laughs> maybe that might be true, too. But also, yeah, let's remember that most of these deities are also heavy drinkers. They're war. They're, you know, I mean, what would you leave out for them o- outside of Mead? That's fair.
0: Yeah, it was like a drink. Probably. Yeah.
1: At least with the yeah, with the Greek gods, we were like, oh, you know, Aphrodite likes apples and so and so likes figs. And you don't hear anything about these gods favorite food. It's all booze. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Mimar is said to have drank mead every single morning when he woke up.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Well, I'm mm-hmm. the first alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> God of God of mead. <laughs> God of God of, yeah. God of Oops, I'm sorry. Um so that's his background um without, you know, giving away too much for his notoriety. Um, but yeah, I didn't know he was Odin's uncle. Oh, crazy! Yeah, I also didn't know that um, he was half giant. So they don't they don't talk about his mother, and they keep referring to him as half giant. But there's nothing in there that I, I couldn't find anything that said his mother wasn't a giant. And given the fact that his father was the first giant, mm. did he just asexually reproduce him? Oh or he had him with another giant yeah because his his um his father was in nelflam which was before before any of the realms were created okay and that's where memar was raised he he was born before the nine the nine realms hmm. so who did yeah that's what i'm saying so how is he half a seer? I mean, I don't know if he's—they're giving him the seer because of his association with Odin. I don't know. They don't really explain it. Anyways, onto his notoriety. Why is my phone ringing? Um. So his notoriety—he hmm. uh, only has one good story, and uh, I mean, it's pretty good, but it's pretty funny, you know gross kind of way. Oh, great. Um, so his, his notoriety starts when um, the tribes were fighting. So the Veneer and the asir were um, having their war. Once the war was over, the deities realized that their conflict was becoming a punishing war of attrition between evenly matched armies. So it meant nobody was going to win. And so they figured, let's just call a truce and end this. Both sides agreed to exchange hostages as a guarantee that the terms of peace would be adhered to. This was from a Norse website. I mean, I'm sorry, a, um, a Scandinavian website. Hmm. And the scholar wanted to be known that it was important to note that the practice in Viking times where persons were exchanged as surety for various kinds of agreements and were definitely not mistreated. That's important for the story. Okay. okay.
0: It wasn't like hostage for hostage. You torture him, I'll torture this guy
1: yeah it was it was more like um it was like an arranged marriage like collateral mm. so in keeping with the terms of their agreement the veneer dispensed some of their most prized citizens so they sent over njord Freyr, and freya to take up residence among the asir in contrast the other group sent memir because he was a legitimately powerful being and honir uh a useless sycophant who relied on his fellow hostages to make the smallest decisions for him. (laughs) But Mimir was like the prize, you know, the prize deity for this.
0: How do they really feel?
1: Well, (laughs) once once the Veneer realized that they gave them like only one good guy and they had given them three good guys, they were furious, executed Mimir, and sent his severed head to Odin. Um, Mimir. yeah yeah um that was some mobster shit (laughs) um so odin was horrified and attempted to preserve his head now mind you he never got the body back he only got the head um so odin attempted to preserve the head by embalming it with special herbs and then chanting the nine magical songs that he was taught um but he couldn't attach the head to the decaying body because he didn't have it so he did succeed in making the life force come back to mimar but he still just had a head. So Mamar was basically a head in a jar <laughs> that Odin carried around in his hands. Like all the time? Was he yes. like, sorry,
0: can somebody give me a hand? My other hand's full of my uncle. Yes.
1: <laughs> so um, Odin um, is carrying him around. He brings him back to the hall in Asgard, and um, where Mamir eventually ended up guarding his own well of knowledge, Mamir. Brennan. I put in parentheses, so he's guarding this without a body. He's still just a head. He didn't have his body back. So now they've got this head guarding this well of knowledge. Uh, Odin would spend countless hours walking back and forth with Mimir's head in his hands, asking him for counsel. So you've got Odin walking around with a head in his hands, whispering to it all day long. <laughs> and apparently would have long intellectual talks to him. In pursuit of more knowledge, he sounds unhinged. Yeah. Um, Odin was very hungry for knowledge um, because he knew that uh, he knew about Ragnarok and he wanted to know more about it. So he wanted Mimir to explain it, to, like to help him. However, he, I guess, got tired of asking Mimir, or maybe he got tired of being known as the guy carrying around a head all day. <laughs> So he went down to the well and asked Mamar if he could be allowed to drink from it um, because it contains a vast amount of knowledge. And by drinking the water, he'd instantly gain an enormous amount of knowledge. Not as much as Mamir, but he he would still be like very. Still get by. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he'd only be second to Mamir. Uh, Mamir wouldn't let him drink without giving something in exchange, even though he was Odin's uncle. I think it was payment for making him a head. <laughs>
0: I was perfectly happy with being
1: dead, and yet here right, I am. Right, and now <laughs> I'm a creepy head. like So for the privilege of being allowed to drink, Odin had to sacrifice his right eye. Oh. So that's, how Odin led, yeah, that's how Odin lost his eye. Um, and the eye was thrown into the bottom of the well. So again, I think Mimir was just getting even with him. <laughs> Mimir's like, Could you just put me down, dude? Like, really? Um, So that's his notoriety. And that's really his only story. That's a
0: terrific story, though.
1: Yeah. That's at least a six of terrificness. I agree. Um, I didn't realize that he was also the reason why Odin didn't have his eye. No, I I knew that it had something to do with the tree. I couldn't remember if, like, something poked it out or... No, so that... That is an interesting thing that I didn't write too many notes about, but Mimir is also associated with Yag, Yadris. Yeah. Um, the, the thought that the scholars based on, again, I didn't get into it because a lot of it was in Norse and I cannot read Norse. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like trying to pronounce the words. That's just, it's just too hard. Um, but they were saying based on a lot of textual and oral history that they have found they, they were gleaning that Mimir was a descendant or somehow related to y- Yadrasil because of the amount of knowledge that he had, mm. which is why he would know about Ragnarok.
0: So the, when you were talking, you were talking about Mimir's parentage earlier, right? Yeah. Maybe the tree is the mother.
1: I thought about that. I thought about that. But I also, again, I wish I could have found a little more like without falling down too big of a rabbit hole, the fact that his, so his father and him, you know, he was made before the nine realms were made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so at that time, only Nephilim existed. That was it. So. Yeah, there has to be like, what else was there? In right. Nephilim. Like, you know, like what else was going on? And when the nine realms were created, like, was it a big bang? Was it a like, did everything happen together? Did Mimir get kicked mm-hmm. out of Nephilim? And like, bond? I, I don't know. I don't know. There wasn't, there wasn't, I'm sure I could find something, but it's dangerous too, because The internet is a slippery slope and I could have ended up on somebody's like fan page. (laughs) Right. Where they're writing fanfic about this. Right. And I would have been like totally into it and then gotten to the bottom and they're like published in 1920, you know. I "I also cosplay. Oh, yeah. So that is notoriety. Um, I'm going to give him a six as well. Very good. I'm covered in cats. Oh, I can't see. Oh, cat, you stink. (laughs) <laughs> Phew. Um his interrealm crossover. So he's got he's pretty good with it. So he was raised in Nephilim, which was like the original.
0: Well, yeah, that's so, like a bonus
1: point. Right. Um, then Nephilim from Nephilim he goes to Utenheim, land of the giants. He's also in Vanaheim and ends up in nascar okay hmm so So that's four i'm gonna give him a five instead of a four because i usually just do it based on the amount of like realms they've been in but you know he was in the time before same i was like i'm gonna
0: bump him up an extra point to five because he's in the uh, og space
1: exactly and now his Ragnarok, Now I'm just sitting in the dark, like it's like black in here. Like how did that, that happen so fast? Ugh, okay. Um, his Ragnarok roll. Um, so I have to get a little lengthy on that. Um, so in chapter 15 of the Prose Edda, um, Book of. Uh, oh guy flinging
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. no
1: i know yeah you know good old guy flinging um (laughs) as owner of his namesake well mimner himself drinks from it and gains great knowledge uh to drink from the well he uses the galja horn which is a drinking horn which shares its name with the sounding horn used by hemdahl intended to announce the onset of ragnarok um, the section further relates that the well is located beneath one of the three roots of Yggdrasil in the realm of the frost Utenar. Okay. Chapter 56, and I'm only quoting the chapter so that if somebody's is listening to this, they know that I'm not just making this up. This is from the Prosetta, which has been our basis for pretty much all this stuff. Um, so chapter 56 relates that with the onset of Ragnarok, Hemdall stands up and blows the Galdra horn with all his strength. He wakens all the gods who then hold an assembly, and Odin now rides to Nimnir's well and seeks counsel for both himself and his followers. The ash Yadrasil shakes, and nothing, whether in heaven or on earth, is without fear. So his role in Ragnarok is actually going to be to give Odin more counsel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Know, like, what to do next? Right. And the fact that his well is located under one of the three roots of Yadrasil. But it's not until the horn gets blown that he'll do that.
0: Oh, that's that's pretty important. Yeah. Although, like, I mean, if things are faded, things are faded. So, like, you can't really avoid them. So I guess whatever advice Mimir is going to give Odin, he must already know that Odin's going to die.
1: I'm wondering if he has deliberately not given Odin that information. Mm. like or has not told him that there's no way for him to survive you know what I mean right because I I think Odin already knows he's gonna die um but it does say he's seeking counsel for himself and his followers so Odin's not just I think trying to find out how he's gonna survive it might be because he's trying to find out like how to help other people Mm. Um, It is interesting that he's going to wait till that happens to go down and ask him again.
0: He pokes out his eye, takes his uh, drink of knowledge, and he's like, see you, Ragnarok, buddy, and then just
1: fucks off. I guess. Oh. I guess. I mean, technically. So it doesn't say if Mimir dies or not, but I mean, technically, he was already dead.
0: Right. So he's a little undead if he's just a head.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's a little zombied. Um, he obviously can't fight because he has no body. Mm. So does he just, does the tree just fall on him after this? Or like, I don't know. Um, I'm going to give him a seven because this is very good stuff. Yes. Um, I'll give him a seven as well. We're twinning all over. I know. It's amazing. Um, his family tree. Well, he has no children.
0: Mm, well, it's hard to have a kid with that.
1: head. Uh, yeah. And, you know, his claim to fame outside of being pretty freaking awesome himself is that Odin is his nephew. I'm going to give him a two. Okay. What are you giving
0: him? A one. Oh, uh, That's fair. That really is going to hurt his score. That's okay. Pretty um, cool all the same.
1: Uh, Pop Zygeist? Zygeist?
0: Zygeist. You got it on
1: the second try. let me just tell you this whole pantheon even down to like just doing the categories has been hell on my reading skills <laughs> <laughs> he is in the god of war video game mm. uh, which makes sense so the only other references i could find to him were actually in stockholm and sweden okay Except one English place, which was called Mamir's Classroom. It's an online computer science software tool. And that makes sense that they would call it Mamir. Okay. Yeah. There's a global investment firm in Stockholm that's called Mamir's. And they actually use his face as the logo. Oh. Um, like if you go on to um, their website, like it's a picture of his face. Like a, it looks like a, a relief.
0: Okay,
1: um, and then there's Mimir World, which, yeah, oh, please be like a roller coaster themed knowledge park. Well, no, no, but it's not it's not as horrible as you would think it is. It's a Swedish game studio that focuses, and I had to take this from their website. It focuses from a very clear mission: they build blockchain games that are played by mass market, but all the games are trivia. That's interesting. Yeah, which again makes sense.
0: Hmm.
1: What are they doing with the blockchain stuff though? Like crypto? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they're rather successful. Like they're on the stock exchange. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll
0: investigate that.
1: Um, but again, makes sense. Um, I do think it's funny that the two ones like the two things, you know, that I just kept finding were um, also in Sweden. I guess no one else cares about Mimir in the world except the Swedes. Um, Rude. So that's his pop Zygeist. I'm going
0: to give him a four. I'm going to give him a three. Mimir Blockchain Solutions. Crunch-based company. Huh. Oh, it's through Ethereum. I don't have Ethereum. I don't understand any of that (laughs) stuff. That's all right. I didn't get into NFTs or any of that kind of stuff because I was like, get a hold of yourselves. (laughs) Not giving anybody money for like a file that I can just take and just have. I can just have that. It doesn't degrade over time. like, Like when you do copies of tapes and stuff like that where it could not be as good. Anyway, we've got a final score for him. Okay. All right. I think we have a total here of 46.
1: Mm. It's not great, but it's, I feel like it's not the worst.
0: Because the Puff Zeitgeist
1: and the family fame is pretty low. I know. I know. For him, by not having any kids. Oh, It's really...
0: I don't know. I don't know if... if Separate head is going to
1: get. He can't get a, a seat. Uh, he can't get a throne. I mean, well, I mean, is he going to be sitting in Odin's lap <laughs> Ew. Well, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like is Odin going <laughs> to? Ew. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, now I just can't get that picture out of my head. But I mean, is Odin going to be carrying him around, or is he going to get his body back? Let's give him his body back. I don't think he gets a. Um... I don't think he gets to, to Valhalla. Why? He died in battle.
0: Oh, no. I mean, like, yeah, like, ethereally. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, as far as going to the playoffs is concerned.
1: No, no, no. But I <laughs> would like to believe that in Valhalla, he has his body back. Oh,
0: he probably does, but he's not going to the playoffs. That's it. No. It's a seed in Valhalla for the playoffs. That's the euphemism we've been using the whole time. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm in the air, but no... No Valhalla for you, but you're extremely wise and we love you a lot for a severed head. pretty cool for a severed head. That is pretty cool. (laughs) Do you know what he'd be the modern day god of? Google.
1: That's fair enough. Wikipedia. Yeah, like you can just ask him anything and he just knows. He does. And that knowledge isn't always a good thing.
0: (laughs) You know too much i know too much and i'm kidding i don't know enough would knows? same same uh, got anything you want to add or plug or do no no well you guys can listen to me over on zpm stargate uh you know as usual and you can listen to this podcast at last is where we're hosted uh, you can follow us on Twitter at lastgodpod or email us at lastgodpodgmail.com. At uh, we're on Instagram, theoretically. I post every like couple of months, so that's pretty exciting. Follow occasionally, uh, so, you know. I mean, it's mostly memes and stuff, but like I have to seek out those memes most of the time, and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> i tired with my regular Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram if you want. Uh,
1: it's SG Jolinar. So that's pretty exciting. Don't follow in. mine. I don't post anything. Don't follow mine. <laughs> I don't post anything. I think I have four pictures on there in like five years.
0: Uh, thanks to Mike Jacino for writing our theme <laughs> music. I didn't forget him this
1: time. And uh, thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye.